Gospel Message, Week 91, Fear. I just want to talk about fear briefly. And as Christians and as human beings, the reality is that there are things that cause us to be afraid. When we're children, we're afraid of the dark or we're afraid when we hear scary stories. Uh, in general, we're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of things that we have no control of. As we get older in life and we have families, we're afraid of loss. We're afraid of death. We're afraid of heartache. We're afraid of people. We're afraid of other people's behaviors and attitudes. People make us afraid of them by the way they treat us, by the way they speak to us, by the things they do to us. And we have to admit that the world is an ugly place. And because it has become an ugly place, it, it's, it's also a scary place. We're afraid of being harmed. We're afraid of injury. We're afraid of being mugged or robbed or... God forbid, some violent act being perpetrated on us. Children are afraid to go to school because they're being bullied or they're being maltreated or being picked on. So the, the truth is that there are many things in this life that make us afraid. Many day-to-day -day things, and, and this starts from when we are very young, things happen. Life happens, interaction with other people happens, and during the course of all these happenings, we become scared, we become afraid of one thing or another, depending on where we are in life, depending on what's going on with us at that point in life, depending on what has become of us, what our minds have turned into as a result of trauma or abuse or whatever the case may be. But the fact remains that we are afraid. We get anxious, which is also a variation of fear. We get worried, which is also a variation of fear. We dread things, which again, is a variation of fear. So it's not about being brave and not being, you know, I'm not afraid of this person or that person fighting me or, or, or harming me. But for all that one might not be afraid in that aspect, there are things that cause us to fear. And it happens because we're human. We have a, a, a psyche, we have a consciousness and a, a, a subconsciousness and an unconscious part of ourselves. And, and these mental states or psychological states, they register things. They are programmed by virtue of physiology and human nature to just record things and our experiences either things that we've lived through or things that we've seen other people live through or things that we've heard about, all these things individually or all together cause us 
to fear. And so we, we become Christians. And one of the first lessons we learn from Christ when we become Christians, he says over and over again in both the New and the Old Testament, he says, do not be afraid, do not fear. You know, this, these are the words of comfort where Christ is telling us, do not fear. So the question we have to ask ourselves when we are now pondering on the world, words of Christ with regards to fear, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what is he referring to? What is he speaking of? The goal of Christianity is to receive a life that we did not have before. The goal of Christianity is to be remade, is to be reborn. And that's why we call ourselves born-again Christians, meaning an old life has passed away and we have entered into a new life. And this new life that we have entered into it's not our own life. It's not the natural life that we have known up until a certain point. It now becomes the life of Jesus Christ that he now imparts in us. And this life, almost like an, uh, an embryo, when it's conceived in the womb, you know, when it starts to develop and it starts to grow, this new life of Christ also has to grow and develop within us and it takes us along with it. It takes us in our conscious state. It takes us in our semi-conscious state or subconscious state and it even takes our unconscious state along with it. And this new life of Christ comes with the words of Christ which says, do not fear. So if, if after we've become born again, and we still find ourselves being possessed by the same fears that possessed us prior to being born again, then we have to admit to ourselves that we have gone amiss somehow. We have left a valuable piece of this Christ life out of us. We have not received it and by re not receiving it, we have not allowed it to do a work in us, the work in us that causes us to not be afraid. Because a lot of times we hear the word of God, we receive it almost as if it's a, 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 a calculation, something that we have to learn, something that we have to somehow transform ourselves because if we are possessed by fear it's we don't choose to be afraid somehow or another through a series of events and actions and just our makeup we become afraid many of us who fear one thing or another are not happy 
with the fact that we fear those things or those people or those situations or those circumstances or those projections or those thoughts. It's not something that we're proud of. And the truth is that it's not something that we can control. Nobody wants to be afraid, but things happen that cause us to be afraid. So when Christ says, do not be afraid. He is saying it in the context of himself. He is saying it in the context of his life. I am with you. I am in you. So now you no longer have to be afraid. If you receive me, my life, and let my life come in and transform you. As Christ's life increases in us, then our substance starts to decrease and we find ourselves no longer being afraid. Not because we have learned not to be afraid, but we have received the life that will cause us to no longer be afraid. So the question is, do we get it? Do we get the benefit and the gift and the grace of this life of Jesus Christ that he imparts in us when we receive him in new birth, when we receive him in regeneration, when we receive him in becoming born again, when we receive this life of Christ? We have to tell ourselves that it's no longer me now. I don't have to do these things anymore. And we have to relinquish our consciousness, our unconsciousness, our subconsciousness to the best of our ability. We just have to relinquish ourselves to Christ. In other words, we have to surrender. And when we surrender, that surrender comes with an acknowledgement of our imperfection and his spirit gives us the knowledge of his perfection. When Christ says to not be afraid, he's telling us with me as your center, with me as your new life, you no longer have to be afraid. You no longer have to dread the things that you once dreaded. You no longer have to do it because it is no longer your life that is in charge. It is now my life in charge. And with Christ, there is no fear. In Christ, there is no fear. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. What is the spirit? The Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? The life of Christ. The Holy Spirit, the life of Christ does not come with fear. In 1 John 4, 8, it says there is no fear in love. God is love because perfect love casts out fear. As the life of Christ increases in us, unto perfection, the perfection that only he can achieve in us, the perfection that only his life can achieve in us because we in our natural state on our best day cannot be perfect. But in Christ, we are made perfect by the life of Christ. 
and God and Christ are one and God is love, perfect love, the manifestation of the life of Christ to perfection within us casts out the fearfulness of our natural lives. It casts out fear as Christ increases within us. We, our old way, our old fearful lives, our anxious lives, our lives of worry, our lives of dependence on ourselves, our lives of doing things by our own power and by our own might and in our own strength. This is the life that starts to decrease and the life of Christ increases and in him there is no fear. So what Christ is asking us to do is just receive him, surrender to him, trust him, trust his life that is able to do all things to the pleasing of the father. He did it on this earth and that was why he died in that state of perfection so that he could offer his perfect life for our imperfect life. And so when he comes back, as he has already come back in the Holy Spirit, he asks us to receive this life so that he can now bring us to the place where he is, that perfection where he sits at the right hand of the Father, this is where Christ is bringing us. This is redemption. This is salvation. This is the perfect life of Christ in us that is void of fear. Because in Christ, there is no fear. The only thing Christ feared was the Father. And it was the fear of reverence, the fear of love, the fear of total and complete surrender and obedience to his father. He obeyed his father perfectly. And his father is our father when we receive his life because we become adopted sons and daughters of God in Christ Jesus. So if we're still finding ourselves afraid in this life, afraid of the unknown, afraid of other people, afraid of circumstances, afraid for financial situations, afraid of whatever it is that we're afraid of, when we receive Christ, he tells us, do not be afraid. Fear not, do not be worried, do not be anxious, do not be afraid, for I am with you, I am in you. So that fear that we still feel, take it and lay it at the foot of the cross and receive Christ, the life of Christ. He died 
so that we no longer have to be afraid. So if we're still afraid, then his death was in vain for us. Take that fear and say this fear belongs to the old life. The new life in Christ, my new life in Christ, is completely void of fear. Because it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And this life I live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who died and rose for me. The faith of the Son of God has no fear. Therefore, I, in Christ, will have no fear. So if I still fear anything, then I am still not totally surrendered to Christ. So the question to me today and to you today is, will you surrender? Will I surrender? Will we surrender our lives to Christ totally so that he, his life, can get rid of the life, our old life, that is anchored and rooted in fear? This is his will for us. And it is also our will for ourselves. So let us walk in his will and surrender our lives totally and completely to him so that he, Christ Jesus, can do the perfect will of God the Father in our lives. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.